Welcome, guys. I'm sorry if my mic sounds a little bit off today. I'm trying to figure that out. But for now, we're going to have some fun. Welcome, guys. Soup Radio. Thank you guys for your patience. My bad. I'm just trying to make sure my mic is cool and all that fun stuff. But we have the NBA Finals. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm, I'm excited. I honestly think that the Suns are the better team. I've been saying this for a while. Suns in five. And I'm going to stick to that. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, where I even begin with their with their team from start to bottom, they have great leaders. They have guys that are not scared to take tough shots. And you guys have heard this first a couple weeks ago. I have said that this Suns team is, is different. They're built different. Once, once the Suns defeated the L.A. Lakers in the first round, I knew that they were going to go to the finals just because you had your battle tested. You go up against the defending NBA champions. You beat a LeBron James led team. And if you especially in the first round, like you are you're set. Once you like especially if you beat the defending champions, you're battle tested. So then when they took on the Denver Nuggets, they absolutely whooped the Denver Nuggets. And then they take on the Clippers. Now, granted, each team did have an injury. But that being said, though, you still got to handle your business. The Utah Jazz, they didn't handle their business at all. And and you saw what happened with the Jazz. They, they lost game five and game six to an L.A. Clippers team that was led by Paul George and didn't even have Kawhi Leonard. So if you 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 can't make injuries as an excuse because if that's the case then the heat last year they didn't have Goran Dragic they didn't have everybody uh the Warriors when the when the Raptors won in 2019 Kevin Durant went down so I mean injuries are a part of the game and it sucks because I know we talked about it last week about injuries and all that fun stuff but you know it's it is what it is. It's part of the game. It's what you sign up for as an athlete. Sometimes you're going to get hurt when it matters most. And Chris Paul definitely knows that. I mean, 2015, he goes down. Twenty, I believe also 2016, he goes down. Back-to-back years, he misses the playoffs. Then in against the Rockets, when he was with the Rockets in 2018, they're up 3-2 and he goes down, has a hamstring injury. And then even in these playoffs, he had a shoulder injury round one. And then he had to go through COVID protocols in the conference finals. So these these are things that have transpired. And the Phoenix Suns, even though they are a young team, with the veteran with the veteran leadership of Chris Paul, it's crazy. And honestly, if Daryl Morey and him didn't have beef, Chris Paul could have been the Philly. And he could have been the missing piece that we needed. Because as you guys clearly see, the Sixers are just lacking that true leader. I wouldn't say like a leader, but I would say like a true killer. A guy that's not scared to take tough contested shots when the game is on the line. That's the only piece the Sixers are missing. That's why the Sixers lost against the Hawks. Trey Young was not scared of the moment. Everybody else other than Joel Embiid and Seth Curry were. And I mean, 
that's what history has shown in the NBA. You have to have a killer on the on the offensive end that is not scared to take tough contested shots. And that's something that the Suns have. The Suns have two of them. The Bucks, they have a guy that is on the way of emerging as a consistent tough shot getter in Chris Middleton. And he had 29 in game one, and people are not talking about that. But with Chris Middleton, I will say he has improved a lot in these playoffs. But he has also had moments when he has not shown up. And I'm taking that with the fact that Giannis is probably 75-80%, even though he looked great in game one. He was running, moving, all that fun stuff. I got Suns in five. That's been my prediction forever now. Suns in five. The the Suns are the better team here. Uh, No disrespect to Milwaukee, but Monty Williams is a better coach than Mike Blutenholzer. And you can tell through game plan. The Suns are going to continue to put Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis and all these big men into the favorable matchups. Devin Booker and Chris Paul are going to go up on against them all game, every game, all, all day. And that was the difference in game one. The best players got open, great looks and great shots. Whereas the Bucks, their offense became stagnant at times. And that's the problem I have with this Bucks team. You look at their journey to the NBA Finals. I mean, they yes, they beat Brooklyn. But Brooklyn was not 100%. It was pretty much just Kevin Durant you had to stop. And I and granted, I know Kyrie played the first two games, but still. And then they take on an Atlanta Hawks team that honestly is not even that good and should not have been there. No disrespect. Trey Young is a beast, and he definitely bought out in these playoffs. But the Hawks as a team are not, they are a playoff team But they are not a conference finals team. They're not. And, I mean, it shows. They lost game five and game six without Giannis even playing. Like, if that doesn't show you right there the talent disparity, then I I don't know what else to tell you guys, man. I mean, it's it's rough. (laughs) So, and I will continue to say this. The Suns, I, I love I love their team overall. Like I, I'm I'm obviously a diehard Sixers fan, don't get me wrong. But I'm a fan of good basketball. And that's what that's how the Suns play. I mean, big shout out to Devin Booker for staying in Phoenix because he could have left. He was literally there for five years. He's been in he's been in the league for six or seven years, I believe. In his first five years, the Suns stunk. I mean, even the sixth year, they stunk, but then they went 8-0 in the bubble. Chris Paul something in Devin Booker, and then bam, here we go. And I will say, on a side note, the Valley jerseys are awesome. I love the black with the with the purple, rain, uh, red, and orange. It's so great. Please wear those every home game. But that being said, I was spot on with my game one prediction. I thought the Suns were going to roll the Milwaukee Bucks. I know Milwaukee cut it to seven in the fourth quarter. And that's something to look into in, in for tonight's game. 
But the Bucks hit 16 threes. And I and I and I get it, the free throw disparity was a little bit skewed through the first three quarters. But I mean, you're the home team. The home team is going to get the calls. Especially if they're the ones attacking the paint, driving into the lane. The Bucks settled for way too many three pointers last in game one. And I mean, yes, they hit 16 threes, but you can't expect that on every given night. I know the Bucks are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league, and they have the ability to knock down every single three. But these this this Bucks team in the NBA Finals is not going to hit that many threes again. So it's going to be interesting to see can the Milwaukee Bucks attack the paint because the Suns have some great defenders. Mikael Bridges, a guy that I've been saying he's a Villanova product. He should have stayed a 76er. I don't know what the hell Brett Brown was thinking by trading him for, what's his name, uh, Smith? Yeah, whatever his damn name is. Den- uh, not Dennis Smith. He's on the, uh, I don't know, I forget what team he's on. But it, it was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic what... Brett Brown did for that Mikael Bridges trade. It was stupid. It, it was just plain stupid. Mikael Bridges would have been a perfect fit in Philadelphia right now. He would have been that Danny Green. We wouldn't even have to get Danny Green because we would have Mikael Bridges, a guy that can shoot better than Danny Green and play better defense than Danny Green and is younger. The Sixers literally drafted him. They had the perfect guy to compliment Simmons and Embiid. But Brett Brown saw something in a six foot three point guard that plays like a center and compared him, I believe, to Kawhi Leonard or some some ridiculous astrocity. Like, ugh. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. But the Suns have him, a great defender. He should have been all defense. He should have made the all NBA defensive team. Um and he probably will make it next year. But they have him. They have Jay Crowder. They have they have guys that are not scared to play defense and are not scared of the moment. And with again with the leadership of Chris Paul, just it's it, it's the perfect fit. It is the perfect fit. And I must say, I'm not the this Suns team. Now I definitely think once all the teams are fully healthy next season. It's going to be tougher for them to win. But I will say, when you win a championship, you get an added confidence. The Toronto Raptors are the perfect example. They won the chip in 2019. In 2020, they were defending champions. And they went to the Eastern Conference Semis and took mm-hmm. and, and faced Boston. Took Boston to seven games. And I don't know why my notifications are going on. Because I put my phone on silent. That is just... Weird. Sorry, guys. But anyway, the the Suns, when you win a championship, you, you get championship DNA. You get an added confidence. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns had another deep playoff run in them next year. Now, do I think they could they can they're gonna win it all? Probably not, because it's very hard to repeat in any sport. But if there's a team that I, that I could see going back to the Western Conference Finals next year. I could see the Suns coming back. DeAndre Ayton playing with Chris Paul is amazing. DeAndre Ayton, he catches the ball. He has great hands. 
He has great touch around the uh, around the rim. Now, granted, most of that is because of Chris Paul's brilliance and also Devin Booker's brilliance of setting him up. But DeAndre Ayton can catch lobs. He is a great pick and roll big man. Like he is the definition. If you're looking for, if you're a big playing in today's NBA game, which is led by a guard-driven league, you need that. You need to have good hands. You need to be able to set good hard street screens and also be able to run the pick and roll. Like, I mean, Click Capella, even though he got embarrassed by Embiid, he he did that brilliant with Trey Young. DeAndre Ayton's another guy. And as, as I'm watching these teams and I'm looking at the Sixers, I'm like, that's we need a guy that can run the pick and roll with Embiid. Somebody that can just pose as a threat. Because I think Embiid can, that's something that can help him instead of him posting up 12 times a game. And don't get me wrong, like his post-ups, sometimes you go with the post-ups. But I mean, it slows your team down. It slows the ball movement. And you saw that in the fourth quarter with the Sixers. It was just, all right, we're going to feed Embiid down low. Everybody else stand and do nothing. And then you look at teams like the Suns. You look at teams that made it farther than you. Their ability to run the pick and roll is just on another level. Like CP3 and DeAndre, and that pick and roll is dirty. And CP3 is an above average shooter. Is he great? No. Is he bad? No. He's a little bit above average when it comes to shooting. So, I mean, hopefully Ben Simmons can start doing that in the offseason. And on the break, we'll talk about Ben Simmons a little bit. But for this first topic, I just wanted to talk about the NBA Finals. This is going to be my big, this is going to be my big topic for today. And again, I know I'm repeating myself, but I deeply apologize if my mic is all over the place today. I don't know what's going on with my connection and also with my soundboard. So just bear with me here and. We will make this work. But anyway, the Phoenix Suns, to me, look like the better team. I know I just saw game one, but I've been saying this ever since they beat the Lakers. Suns in five. Milwaukee just, the thing, I, the problem I have with Milwaukee is they are a good team. But just like I said, they don't, they're like the Sixers where they don't have a killer in the fourth quarter. Now, I will say they're in a better spot than the Sixers because Chris Middleton is taking steps forward and forward each year, whereas the Sixers' second star is is not improving in his game offensively at all. So I will give the Bucks that. But I will say this, that in, when it comes to the fourth quarter in a playoff game, you can take Giannis out of the game. It's you need to hit tough shots in the fourth quarter. And Chris Middleton has emerged as the guy in these playoffs, but I don't trust him consistently enough yet compared to Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And especially the way how both of them are playing right now, they are not folding. They are here for the moment. They have arrived. Chris Paul has been waiting all his career for this moment. I wouldn't be surprised if he drops and averages 25, 26 points in this series just because of what this means for him and his legacy 
as an all-time point guard in the NBA. Chris Paul is not going to fold. Them, th- them three one days are over. He he proved them wrong when he when he beat the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. And, and he had 41 points. Chris Paul is on another level right now. He is playing his best basketball at the right time. 41 points game six, 31 points game one. His last two games he's averaging, if you do the math, 37 points or 36 points around there a night. Nine assists. Point God, no turnovers. That's the thing, no turnovers too. He just knows how to run an offense. And you're seeing that with this son's team under his leadership. And I also like, I like the whole idea of what Chris Paul did. He didn't join a super team. He joined a young, talented team that he knew had tremendous potential. Now, did they take advantage of some injuries? Yes. But that's every team that's won the championship. Even the Warriors, Kawhi went down one year. No Kyrie, no Kevin Love one year. LeBron, when he won his chip, no Goran Dragic. Bam Adebayo was banged up. Like, you know, like these are all things that happen in the postseason. But am I going to make, am I, you can't credit one team and discredit another team. You got to stay consistent. That's the only thing I'll say. And me, I'm going to stay consistent. The Suns, this championship is valid. And I'm actually happy that we're going to get a new champion. I'm tired of seeing the Lakers and, and the Warriors and the Heat. Like, I'm, it, it's, it's time for a change. It's 2021. We're not, it, things are different now. You know, like the, the league is in such great hands. And if the Suns win this chip, who knows where Chris Paul goes? I mean, now that he, hopefully he'll have his first ring. Who knows where Chris Paul will go? But the Suns can always say that we're NBA champions, you know? And and I will say this. I'm still heartbroken by my Sixers. I am. I am. I mean, I'm better now. Like, I'm, I'm chill. But, man, they missed a huge opportunity. If this was Sixers-Suns finals, now I, I think Phoenix would win just because, I mean, the only thing that would be tough is Embiid on Aiton. Aiton probably would get into foul trouble. But it just comes down to Ben Simmons. Because, <laughs> I mean, Ben Simmons would be on Devin Booker, and then you would pick your poison with Chris Paul. But anyway, or it would be the other way around. I don't know. But, I mean, the Suns, they just know how to win. Game two is tonight. I got Phoenix winning this one, too. I think Phoenix goes up 2-0. Then they split in Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee wins game three because you can't go down 3-0. Phoenix wins game four and game five. Suns in five, that is what this means for me. Now, for this last part of the topic, we are going to conclude with a legacy talk because I wanted to, and as you guys can see my screen, I just have that right there. If Chris Paul, this is my hot take for the week, and, I, and I'm going to put this on my Instagram everywhere, so I'm going to say this perfectly. If Chris Paul wins these NBA Finals and gets his first NBA championship, Chris Paul is a top three-point guard of all time. And I will say that with my chest. 
And here's my rankings for my top five point guards of all time. Magic, number one, obviously. The best point guard of all time. Two, Stephen Curry. Make fun of his playmaking. Make fun of his... He is the new age of point guard. Shooting a bunch of threes. The greatest shooter of all time. Three-time champion. Two-time MVP. First-time unanimous MVP. Steph Curry's number two. I would put CP3 right there at three. I got the big O four, 4 and I got Isaiah Thomas 5. That's not a bad list. And the reason why I would put Chris Paul ahead of the big O, Oscar Robinson, and... Um, Isaiah Thomas is because Isaiah Thomas only played 11 years in the league or around there. I believe it was like 11 to 13. Chris Paul has played 16 years in the league. He will now have a championship unlike and Isaiah Thomas has two, but Chris Paul will have one. So it's not really a big difference. Chris Paul, by the time his career ends, is going to be averaging 20 over, I believe, like 22,000 points and like 12,000 assists. Like you can't. He's already over. He's around 11,000 right now, and his career is still not over yet. So I look at that. I look at if he wins this ring, he's an NBA champion. He's a point guard, and he's right there at three. I mean, the reason why Stephen Curry's ahead of him is because Stephen Curry has beaten him consistently, and also Stephen Curry has won two MVPs and just on another level. And then Magic Johnson, I mean, obviously we already know. The rings, the, the MVPs, the finals, the he's the beast. So that's my list for all-time point guards, and this is what I mean for Chris Paul and his legacy. If he wins this chip, top three. Now, I know a lot of people would have top five, but my hot take is Chris Paul, top three point guard of all time. And for all the reasons I just said, all-defensive team, I believe, a couple times. Ten-plus-year all-star Assist leader three or four times out of the year or in his career. Just a beast. So, and game six, 41 points. And then if his finals, if he's the finals MVP, that's even better. Chris Paul. And I think he, I think he, he will be finals MVP if, no disrespect to Devin Booker, but this is, this is all about Chris Paul. So, and Chris Paul is one of my, always have been, always has been one of my favorite players in the NBA. And I wish the the Sixers would have gotten him, but I know him him and Daryl Morey have beef. So, that concludes the first topic of today's podcast before, sorry guys, before we get into the second topic, sorry, here is my giveaway. I am giving away a Dragon Ball Super free large size t-shirt. I know the pictures look a little rough. I'm sorry. I had to do this last minute. But all you have to do is subscribe to either my Twitch, which is follow, or go on Swoop Radio, which is right here. Scroll all the way down and fill out this stay in touch tab. Fill out your email address and join the email list. Those are your two ways to enter or go on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and give me a rating. If you do that, you will be entered. I am going to announce the Dragon Ball Super t-shirt winner next week. So next Wednesday, mark your calendars at 2.30. I'm going to announce the Dragon Ball Super t-shirt winner. I am up to 10 contestants now, so perfect, perfect time. But we are going to take a quick break here on Swoop Radio. We're going to come right back. And 
I got a bone to... Uh, not a bone, but I'm going to talk about Ben Simmons. But I have a bone to pick with fans that are just all over him. Like, geez, leave this man alone. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez live on Twitch and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that fun stuff. But we will be right back. Welcome guys back to Swoop Radio. I know we still had I still had another minute, but I wanted to talk about this next topic. And this will be probably short-lived. We'll talk about it for 10 minutes and then we'll call a live stream. But man, we gotta talk about Ben Simmons, man. What? <laughs> Oh, man. So, for those who do not know and recall the events of last week, Ben Simmons was spotted in in Wimbledon with, apparently, his new girlfriend, Maya Jema. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm so sorry if I pronounce her name wrong. But, man, just leave this kid alone. Like, I don't know about you guys, but... I'm 23, he's 24. I look at it as he has spent an entire year. Because you got to also remember, with the pandemic, the NBA, all the NBA players had the shortest NBA offseason in NBA history. Unless if you're a bubble team. Now, if you're not a bubble team, you're well rested. But let, let's, let's be real here. Let's be honest. I don't know about you, but I, I know for myself, when I'm in the summertime, I don't work as much because I've worked all fall, I've worked all winter, and I've worked all spring. So when the summer comes, I'm going to go out. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do me. And, yeah, and like, let the kid live, man. Like, <clears throat> there are Sixers fans bashing him, saying he should have been in the gym. He, who knows if he is in the gym? Maybe he is in the gym. You just don't know that. Ben Simmons is 24. He's going to live his life. Now, I do think, like, the timing of everything is definitely very soon. Like, he did have his worst playoffs in his career. But, I mean, Ben Ben Simmons is allowed to do whatever the hell he wants. He just bought, he just bought a new house, $17 million, in L.A., and he is allowed to date whoever he wants and go and do his own thing. Now, as long as he puts in the work, he still has plenty of time. He has all of the rest of July, the rest of August, and all of September to put in and put in work. And literally all he has to do is literally get his free throw shooting up to about 68, 72% around that range and he's cool cuz then he's aggressive again and then maybe he can add a little floater and maybe a little mid-range jump shot. That's all he needs, and he's cool. So, as long as he shows up to training camp looking like that, who cares what the hell he does in the offseason? Just like I've been saying. Like, who, who the hell cares what he, what he does? So, I mean, I, I just wanted to have some fun here, and we're going to give Ben Simmons some credit here on the people he has dated. Now I will say all some of these some of these people are problematic. 
And me personally, it's just me personally, I don't really care about Instagram models or Instagram famous people because it's just social media at the end of the day. You can appear one way on social media and completely different in real life. So I'm just going to say that out, out here before I give Ben Simmons all this credit. I am not a social media person when it comes to Instagram. Like I'm not, I'm not going to follow the pretty Instagram stars. That's just not me. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, you have a million followers. Like, what's up? Like, no. Followers are just a number. I mean, we're all people at the end of the day. I mean, I've met some really cool people in my life that don't even use social media. And I've also met some toxic people that use social media all the time. So I just want to throw that out there before we get started. So we're going to look at Ben Simmons' girlfriend history. So now we're going to start all the way. We're going to take a, we're going to take a little trip down memory lane because Ben Simmons entered the league in 2015. So, and apparently he has been finessing. Like, Ben Simmons might not score and shoot free throws, but man, he scores in real life. So, we're going to start with 2016, Ben Simmons' rookie year. He dated ex-girlfriend Brittany Renner. So, she has over 1.5 million followers, and she is hot business. This is this according to PlayerWives.com. Um, she also dated Colin Kaepernick. Um... And the media likes to say she claimed he got her pregnant, but we don't believe that. But yeah, that was Ben Simmons' girlfriend. And apparently she was crazy, I believe. I forget. But anyway, I heard she's been around the league. So that's hopefully Ben Simmons moved on from that. And then 2017, he did. Literally, not even a year after. He dates Dylan Gonzalez. So another Instagram star, million million follower club. She has a business on social media, modeling and advertising. So they started to date and uh, I don't know what happened. I think they kind of just fallen out. But I know Drake took major interest in Gonzalez twins. He showed up to watch them play. So Ben Simmons is like, Ben Simmons is, he, he shoots and when he shoots, he scores. So now we're going to look at 2017-2018. Ben Simmons' girlfriend, Tina Shee. Tanisha, whatever her name is. I'm sorry. Um, and this one was out of left field. We didn't even know. Um, and, oh, goodness. So this this girl, she just showed up whenever him and Kendall would do stuff. So Ben Simmons would need a security guard. Damn, that's crazy. I'm sorry. I'm, really, I'm reading this for the first time with y'all. Damn. Ben Simmons got girls coming. And he needs extra security to protect himself? Yo, man, Ben Simmons, you need to be careful, man. Be careful. And then we all know the big one, Kendall Jenner. I honestly honestly think she's overrated. Uh, I, I don't know what people see in her, honestly. I, I mean, she's cute, but I mean, I, 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 she's just, I don't know. She's has a lot of privilege, and I'm like, you know what? Like, all right, like, that's cool. But how are you as a person? I, I, honestly, I honestly think that she's, I, she seems pretty cool as a person. Nah, I mean, her personality with, like, the Trump stuff and stuff's a little weird. But, I mean, in terms of, like, playing men, she is spot on. So, and I'm all, I'm all here for women that that run the field instead of getting played by men. Especially in a male-dominant, men benefit from everything society that is America. So, I, I will give Kendall Jenner that regard. Like, it's good to see women out here playing men instead of the other way around. So, especially stars, like, come on now. Anyway, 
I, she just seems like a woman that dictates crap. Like, look, this is how I live my life. This is what I do. And that's it. You want to be a part of it? Great. If not, so be it. And I respect that. But other, her other stuff, I don't respect at all. I, I can't stand Kendall Jenner. Anyway, we all know 2018, 2019. She's currently dating Devin Booker now. But, yeah, she also was close to Ben Simmons' mom. Damn. So they were really serious. And uh, they, they called their splits in the 2019 playoffs. And, and then she immediately partied with Kyle Kuzma. And I think this is where Ben Simmons' game went down a little bit. Next, we have Ben Simmons moved on quick. So he noticed that Kendall Jenner moved on quick. And he went out with model Talia Richmond. And she is a New York-based model. And she is from Australia as well. They were together for some time. And then now in 2021, his new girlfriend, and apparently his ex, Maya Gemma. Um, They refiled each other. They're working things out. And she has a really cool accent. I'm not going to lie to you. Her Her accent's kind of hot. Sorry, I, I know this is weird to say on, on live stream, but I'm going to be honest. Like, I mean, I heard her talk. She's a great news personality. Like, I'm like, okay, I, I see what Ben Simmons is doing here. So Ben Simmons is scoring. So they were seen in Wilmington. Wilmington. They kissed the famous picture. I'm happy for Ben. Maybe maybe it is a step to get his mental right. Finding himself a great boo. Hopefully she's loyal. And uh, hopefully they can work things out, you know? Because that would be great. I mean, she can come to the games. I'll, I'll, one of these days, I'll sit courtside. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I might even meet her one night. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Ben Simmons, man. That's good. I'm, he needs. You need to get your mental right. And I've been saying this a lot from a psychology aspect. I study psychology. If you're not happy in your current situation, we all need breaks. Like, don't act like... You need a break from work, too. Work can be a lot, you know? There's more to it than just work. Live life. Like, travel. Explore. Try new things. You don't want to sit and do the same thing over and over and over again. Wake up. Eat. Sleep. Go to work. Go back home. Sleep. Like, you don't want that. You We fall into this consistent routine. So, you know, like, it's always good to take couple weeks go out do you and then that puts you in the right mindset freaking Dennis Rodman left in the NBA finals in between games he left but then when he came back how was he he was great so the only thing I will say this is I understand why people are concerned because it has been four years and he really has not improved anything offensively I agree Does he need to improve offensively? Yes, he does. But to sit up there and bash this guy for going to Wimbledon literally a week and a half after getting eliminated and spending seven straight months of just grind. Come on, guys. Stop it. As long as he comes back in late September, early October, whenever the season starts, the training camp, with better free throw shooting and at least a little floater, a little mid-range game, then what's there to complain about? I understand the playoffs were tough, and definitely it was heartbreaking. 
But, I mean, there was more to it than just Ben Simmons. The Sixers, as a team, blew an 18-point lead in the fourth quarter in Game 4. The Sixers, as a team, blew a 26-point blew a lead at home in Game 5. This, you, weren't, you weren't complaining about Ben Simmons when we were up 26 in Game 5 or up 18 in Game 4. I just think that, yes, Ben Simmons has a lot of blame. I'm not going to say that he doesn't. But I will say that there is a lot of other pieces. Doc Rivers, I don't know what the hell you're doing with your rotations. And, I, and I've been saying this for the past couple weeks now. What the hell was Doc Rivers doing playing 10-man deep? In the, in the NBA playoffs. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Dwight Howard has shown you that this is not his series. And you continue to play him. Stupid. Why are you playing Korkmaz? Why are you starting Korkmaz when Maxi is showing you a spark? It's stupid. I don't... It's dumb. It's dumb. So there's a lot to blame. And as long as he gets his free throw shooting up and is more aggressive and hitting a little, hitting some mid-range shots here and there, who cares that he goes to Wimbledon? Who cares if he is seen kissing his girl? And I mean, his girl's pretty good looking. I mean, I give her a solid seven, eight. I mean, I mean, we all, we all know, we all, we all know how it is. You want to be. <laughs> This random comment. You want to be famous? I ain't buying buying no damn followers. I earned my followers. Thank you. But anyway, back to the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna conclude this whole podcast because I, I always like to do around 50 minutes with this final take and about this whole situation from a psychology aspect. I'll, I have some questions that I want you guys to think about and answer. One question number one. Do you ever feel like you need to take a break from work, school, or whatever you do on an everyday basis? Answer that question. All right. And this will be on my social media as well, so that way people can understand. So question one again to repeat. Have you ever needed to take a break from a current situation, from work, whatever? Two, why do you think you needed to do that? And three, ask yourself this question. How did you feel coming back after taking a break? That's exactly what Ben Simmons is doing here. So just wanted to let you guys know. So that, those are going to be my three questions. I want to post that and also go and post my hot take of Chris Paul. So I will say that. Your mental health is important. If you're mentally not into it, what's the point of even doing it? You know? So hopefully this will be good for Ben Simmons because at the end of the day, we want Ben Simmons to succeed and win a championship here in Philadelphia. And for us to win a championship, Embiid's going to have to score less and Ben Simmons is going to have to score more. I said this years ago. The Sixers will not win a championship until Ben Simmons becomes the number one option on the team. No disrespect to Embiid, but this is a forward, guard-driven league. And centers, it's very hard to win when your center is a number one option. Embiid, has, his usage rate was the highest in the league. It has to go down. 
you can't use a guy that Embiid is great. Embiid, Embiid can give you post-ups. He can give you step-back, tough mid-range. Embiid is great. But the Sixers need to be able to run a pick-and-roll. Embiid should be getting lobs to the, to the bucket. Embiid should be getting a great pass, and all he has to do is make a layup instead of him doing a step-back or doing a tough contested shot. That's what I mean by switching it to Ben Simmons being the number one option and putting in Embiid. Embiid can get his 25 in spots, and Embiid can focus more on defense and rebounding. And Ben Simmons can give you 20 and 10 or 28 and 8. That's what I said. That's the magic number. 28 and 8. If Simmons can give you that, along with Harris giving you 19, and then Embiid giving you 25, Embiid can still be the leading scorer. But what I'm saying is the offense is run through a different person. And I've been saying that for a while now. That's what the Sixers need to do in this next year. And hopefully Ben Simmons is ready. Because if he is... And then Embiid will help more on defense. This Sixers team is going to be great. And I love Tyrese Maxey. I think he's going to be our sixth man next year. Our bench is going to be a lot better. Just stay patient. Sixers get like a Kyle Lowry type of player in a sign and trade. And we are okay. He'll be the, he'll be the veteran point guard. Hit a couple tough shots. And he can give Ben Simmons a little bit less touches. But... Again, before we wrap it up, enter with a chance to win a free shirt. I'm giving away. Winner will be announced next week. Dragon Ball Super T-shirt size large. But thank you guys for tuning in. You can, If you missed this live stream on Twitch, you can tune in on Apple Podcasts. I will literally post this probably around, probably tonight because I have to, I have some plans to do tonight. But I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Stay safe. Sons in five. This is Josh signing off.